Okay, boys, so let's begin. We're up to Simon. Tov Kuf Tzadi Hey. I cut and pasted a lot, a, a lot of halachas in these two handouts, only the ones that are relevant for us. First of all, I left out, there's a whole section about fasting on Rosh Hashanah. I think most of us have a hard enough time fasting on Yom Kippur. So, uh, Rosh Hashanah. There's many halachas about fasting on Rosh Hashanah. So again, I think most of us have a hard enough time fasting on Yom Kippur, so I left out all the halachas relating to fasting on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, then there are laws of Avelos, which I left out. And then there are laws of uh, Shabbos. There are a well, lot of... You know, what? You stop the paper every time, like now, yeah. come out with an announcement that they had a meeting with the Hebra Kaddisha, yeah. and they discussed the halachas of the three days, what happens, and that if anyone has, has an incident, go to the Gabbai because they've already made a... All the arrangements with Goyim. Whatever arrangements right. Right, so they, the Hasidim have the minog, they bury on Yom Tif itself. First the Yom Tif Ali Dei Amamin, and the second the Yom Tif Ali Dei Afilu Ali Dei Yisrael, but not in Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah they do not, they also do it through a guy, but not through. And Moshe was very against this. And Moshe says that as man as that we have refrigeration, there's no evil amaze, it's a zils and Kedusha Shabbos, that there should be a Levaya on Shabbos itself. Okay, so I left out a lot of these halachas, and also there are many halachas in the Matthew Farm that discuss what happens when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, whether it is the first day or the second day. Not possible. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, what I meant is a three day, a three day, a three day Yom Tif, when it's Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, so then you have a lot of halachas, so what you do on the second day Rosh Hashanah, second day Rosh Hashanah is Erev Shabbos. So I left at all of those halachas because time is short, so let's just focus on what we have in front of us. So here we go. Let's try to do the two pages. Simon Tafkov Sadi Hey, Seder Hayam Dintilas Mincha, Vitashlich, Vitisar Havara, Litzar Halaila. Achar, Shagoma, Bricha Samozan, Afabu Shalapam, Oil, Ode Hayom Godol. After you finish having the Suda, finish Mosaf, you come home, you have the Suda, even if it's a long day yet to go, if you daven early, Vieshus Litsha Maat Atfil Samincha, and you have time to sleep until. Mincha. So he writes, Ein la'asois kain. It's not a good idea to take a nap on on um, Rosh Hashanah. Now let me tell you over here what it says over here in the Mishnah Bura. This is Sav Tzadiches, not Tzadiches, Sav Tzadiches. You should not take a nap on. You should not take a nap. Now there's a famous there's a famous word uh, that the Arizal. Everyone says over the name of the Arizal, the Arizal, his meaning was to sleep on, he did sleep, on Rosh Hashanah after Chatzos. So many people say if it was good enough for the Arizal, if the Arizal could sleep on Rosh Hashanah after Chatzos, certainly I can take a nap on Rosh Hashanah after Chatzos. And the common rebuttal to that is what the Arizal accomplished in his sleep, in his sleep, would take us a thousand years, if even, if, if even that, to accomplish when we are awake. Yeah. So don't bring any raios from the sleep of the Arizal. <laughs> Rabbi always is saying it tomorrow when it says, Call Yosef Rabbi Yerim Kamenamne. Yeah, Halavai, we should you accomplish. Should be awake is what, what Exactly. Halavai, you should. You should, we should be awake as the way these people sleep. This is a very Minigi Yisrael Torah. The first day Rosh Hashanah, the Minigi is not to sleep on the first day. 
A person should take into consideration. Yachosh. Yachosh means don't take the words of Chazal lightly. Chazal say a person sleeps in Rosh Hashanah, his mazel is Yashen. It can have an impact upon his din for the following year. Even though these words were said by Remiza, and what the words mean to say is that a person that is is Yashen does not necessarily mean you're sleeping. It means a person that does not work on himself, does not exert himself to daven with kavana. Then the malach and shemayim. The Melech the, the Malach that's being Melech Salah Shemayim is also, if you're not interested, I am not interested in helping you out in Shemayim. Neither Enim Lamaz Chosalav Chai Yitin Liboy, Ki Eis Las Lashem, it's a time to do for Hashem, Lo Yonum, for Lo Yishon, for Kol Shekain Lios Yoshe Bottle, Shukiyoshin, the Ruby Men, it's not a good thing on Rosh Hashanah to sit around and do nothing and to waste your time, Devar Metalim, Sha'ali Dezeh, Roishoi Nimla. Your head is filled with machashavos, rabos. If you chat and you gossip and all of these things, you're filling up your head with machashavos, which are not proper. Then he goes into a new topic, that being that it's Rosh Hashanah, and you, and you don't have in, you don't have in the, eight, the Shemona Esher that has 18 brachos, a person is going to be missing from the 100 brachos. So a person should eat, a person should see to it during the day that he does things, that he makes more brachos to be mashlim, the 100 brachos. Then a person should go to the Beis HaKisei, and a person should, should clear his thoughts. And a person should go back to Shul, to Davin. And if a person is not yet and there are 147 Mizmarim in Tehillim. <laughs> so 140... What? 150? We have 150 in our version? Yes. Okay, it's a whole shayla how you divide the Tehillim. So 50, so therefore Kaper is... Is... Is 100 and... 300. So therefore you should say Tehillim twice. The Toiv Ma'at... If you can't say the entire thing, Ma'at Bekavana. So to summarize... What he's basically said over here is that a person should not go to sleep. And not going to sleep means two things. Don't go to sleep mamish. And also the davening should not be a fashlufana dika davening. A person should daven with zrizus because we should take into consideration when Chazal said that a person who is yoshen, his mazel is yoshen. And that means the malachim and shemaim, they're looking to see how much it means to you, the yoyim hadin, and they will reciprocate. They will also assist in, in helping us if we do our part down here. Halacha base. 
Yom Rosh Hashanah is this, if all of the minchas of the entire year, the mincha of Rosh Hashanah is the most significant. Because since on Rosh Hashanah the entire day centers around the theme of the Akedas Yitzchak, and Yitzchak was the one that was Mesakein Tzvilas Mincha, therefore we should be very careful to be makbid on mincha being done the right way. And we should come with the Gevura of the Zuchus Akedoso, of his Akedah. Even though maybe the whole year round we don't say Asher with Kavana, we don't say Oleinu, at least we should, and we don't say it's sitting down. At least once a year we should say Mincha the way we should, especially on Rosh Hashanah, because it's Yitzchak's big day. The Yesh, some say, Kodem Haskolos Atvila, Piyot, Yedid Nefesh. This became a new minute today in America, especially in a lot of the shuls where they say on Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon before they before they begin uh, Kabbalah Shabbos after Mincha they say you did nefesh. Here it's saying that you should say before Mincha to get people come late. Until not the, yeah, what's the reason? It's too late to be Mekabal Shabbos. It's ready Shabbos. Yeah. Mekabal Shabbos, you did Nefesh. You did Nefesh. Okay, I didn't know that. Very good. They say on Sha'ev Shabbos, right? Before Mincha. Before Mincha, correct. So in the Khanami, that's what he says that it's the proper thing to say you did Nefesh on Rosh Hashanah before you say Mincha. Everything that it says in the Siddur that you're supposed to say before Mincha, af, even though today is Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah you do extra special things, things that you don't ordinarily do the entire year. And this is very interesting. He writes over here that he should say in the Nigun of Minchas Shabbos, Now, we don't do that. I've never seen this done, that you should say on Rosh Hashanah, the Nigun of Shabbos. I always, always sound to be very bizarre that they dive, all the places I've dive in, they dive in like a very, a very the Nusach of, of, of the... Um, but uh, okay. No, he's saying just, just after you've seen. Okay, so when you uh, let me ask you, when you go to a regular shul, the shuls that I go to, I'm, I'm not saying what I, it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't mean that it's being done correctly. The, 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 no, 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 when they start Ashrei and Uvalitzion, they do with the Nigun of Mincha. Right, how does it go? Mincha of Shabbos. That's what he's saying. Right. So he's saying that he's, so he just said that on Rosh Hashanah, Mincha Rosh Hashanah, it's not Shabbos Mincha, on a regular Rosh Hashanah, on Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever it is, you should sing the Ashrei, the Ashrei, and Uvalitzion with the Nigun that you normally sing on Shabbos. Mincha Shabbos, Mincha Shabbos. Now, I don't know, where I've davened on Rosh Hashanah my entire life, they've never done that. They, they say, I've davened Mincha in many places, Baruch Hashem, over the years on Rosh Hashanah, and every place, I never, I never recall them starting Ashrei with the Nigun of Shabbos Mincha. Mincha. They usually give to somebody who does not. Who does not. <laughs> 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 oh, I also, I also. Wow. I said usually. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 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 
Mincha. Mincha is not a stepchild. I, I, I also, I always found this bizarre. I always found this bizarre that Mincha, Mincha, Ovois, Ovois is cheated. I don't know. I don't know what goes on. That the place where I have davened on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when they daven mincha, they start ashray the same nigun. They use the same nusuch they use for a regular Tuesday afternoon, middle of the winter. Is the nusuch they're going to use on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, starting with ashray, volitziyin, chazi kaddish. Not only chayim bulin, chayim also chazi kaddish. Always, Baruch Atah Hashem. They just say the words as bland as humanly possible, and the first time they switch into na 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 na, when they get to the door after they finish the door, when they get to the door the door is when they start switching to the nigun of the Yomim Noiram. So I personally, I can't tell you anything more than this, I personally always found it very bizarre, here we are, on the Yomim Noiram, there are so many beautiful nigunim, there's so much, there's so much, and yet Mincha, which is the Iker Tzila, as we just learned that on Rosh Hashanah, what greater Tzila is there than Mincha, besides the fact that Elio was answered the time of Mincha, but in addition to the fact that it's Yitzchak's day, and Yitzchak was the one that and Mincha is second fiddle. Mincha does not get its its nigunim. It's nigunim. So he notes the Matei Ephraim says that's not right. You should give Mincha a nigun, and the proper nigun to give Mincha is the nigun of Shabbos Mincha. Like I told you every every day, notice that at least fifty percent of what it says in the Matei Ephraim we do not do. So why are we learning this? <laughs> You don't do it either. You never saw it done either. You don't. You never do it. Even when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, you will do it because you have You have laning. But you're still not going to do it. They just. They just say Ashrei. They, I, the place that I've done, they never. They never do any nigun. I don't know. Maybe I've been down in the wrong places. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You check out where you dive and you'll report back. You'll tell me what goes on in your show. Reporting now. What? So what do you do? Will you will you dive in? Regular. Regular. You see here have about Tzila. We have here about Tzila. So it's not just me. You see over here, he's telling me the same thing. But this is what he says. But Shabbos Mincha also do the same thing. No, you don't. No, that's no. Oh, so you're making an interesting point. You're saying that always. Always Shabbos Mincha, you're claiming, you just made a major claim that the nigun of, that's meyuchit for Shabbos Mincha, first begins with Ladar Vadar, or Ato Echot. Very, very often, yes. No, no. I, I, I've always wondered about that. I've always wondered about that. I've always wondered about that. But more often than not, in the places that I've been around to, which is a lot of places, I don't know if no Kavi is really for Mincha, they start the nigun immediately. Always they also do the nigun. I remember years ago when I was a child, like what you said. That was the way that was the way we did it. You first start the nigun for Shabbos Mincha with Ato Echad or Ladar Vadar. But that was like years ago, light year like moon, moon, many moons ago. 
lately the trend, from what I've seen, the trend of what I've seen in many shuls is you do the nigun from beginning to end. He seems to say that's the way you do because if he's telling you that Ivan on Rosh Hashanah, you should start with Asher Volitzin on the nigun of Shabbos Mincha. So certainly on Shabbos, it seems that you would start that nigun immediately. I don't know. Whatever the minig is, the minig is. When I was a child, I, I like to say it because Michal Millis back there. I used to daven with his grandfather in the shul, and he daven mincha. Then he said, "Asher Yerushalayim." And he knew, and he knew after that, Atoyach. And he did uh, the avos also. And how did he do avos? How did he do avos? Same nigan. Okay, so it's hard to switch. It's more than that. It's it's, it's these are minhage Yisrael. Let us go further. Okay, so he said here we are, um, the we recite Avinu Malkeinu like in the Shachos Ume Dalgin Gamkein Avinu Malkeinu Look what he says here Another thing that we do not do Okay, count all the things that we do not do Like the Mati Ephraim You'll have a very long list We don't say Avinu Malkeinu Chotonu Lefanech Why not? It's not Shabbos No, but on Rosh Hashanah you don't say it You don't mention Chet You don't mention Chet on Rosh Hashanah So you're supposed to skip Avinu Malkeinu Chotonu Lefanech That's not the common minute The common minute is to say it The Kaddish Without hitting your chest You never hit your chest We say During the whole year On a a Monday afternoon You you hit your chest? No We don't say Avinu Malkeinu On a tiny Sibor Tiny Sester you know, that's not a good... Uh, shachris. Tiny says to Shachris. Yom Kippur, whatever you do say. Yom Kippur, Okay, whatever it is. V'kadeh sholoim aleinu v'kadeh shiosom v'yachakach oim l'levar Hashem oiri disnus oksvard v'koidim v'kadeh shiosom Notice that he holds that you say a double kadeh shiosom. It's also a controversy. How many Kaddish Yosems do you say? Many shuls say have adopted the minig with the Mimayit in Kaddish. Yeah, not, not, not between and Ladovit? No, some do. They the Kaddish when they, when they say Shir Shil Yom and then Ladovit without it. Without yeah, without a but after Olein when... Most of do both, do both. You should say after Olein all the time. Okay, some shuls are okay. Fine. Ladavish Mari v'kadosh yosim v'cholchem galatzi v'lasa seidet hashdech. So now notice what he we learned this yesterday. The Matthew Ephraim says the ideal time to go to tashlich is after mincha. Not now. Many people don't know this. There's the whole day one. What? Day one. Day one. Day one. Yes. When it comes on Shabbos, you go on day two. But generally, day one. But notice it says you go. You daven mincha. First you daven mincha, and then you go to tashlich. Now we, now yesterday, yesterday we, we, we discussed tashlich, and this itself is a very big topic of discussion. When is the ideal time to go to tashlich? So some hold, some hold that this can be problematic going after mincha for one simple reason that we didn't discuss yesterday. If you go to tashlich after mincha, especially if tashlich is far away, you're going to carry the sitter. And then it's very likely that when you're going to come back from Tashlech, it's already after Shkia. So then you're carrying the sitter back on a different day. It's, it's, so the Shail is, so you'll say, that you'll say, so here's the question, so what's the deal, there's a fair halacha that you're allowed to take your sitter home from Shul. If you go to Shul, 
You can take your sitter with you. You're allowed to carry your sitter, and you're allowed to carry this sitter home. Why? There's no tachana. Why am I carrying this sitter home? I do not need the sitter in the house. So why? So the answer is because if we're not going to let you take the sitter to shul. If, you, if, if we're not going to let you take the sitter back, you're not going to take the sitter to begin with. You're not going to go to shul. You're going to stay home. That's what it says in halacha. If, if Chazal would not have allowed people to take the sitter home, they would not. They, they would say, you know what? I'll just stop it at home. I can't afford to buy a sitter every year. It's going to get lost. So therefore, they allowed you to take the sitter home. So the Mepharshim say the Chazal only allowed you to do that for the tzorch of tefillah, because tefillah is an ikar hadin. But tashlich is only a minog. And in fact, it's a weak minog. And being that it's a weak minog, carrying home the sitter from tashlich, carrying home the sitter... Use it again. It's also. No, then you're carrying back from one day to the next day. Okay, you know, I don't remember the details. So, no, no Yom Arichta is only Yom Arichta. Not everybody knows the Nusach for Kiddush in the daytime. So you're carrying it, you be, so you're carrying home through the day. Okay, I, you know, I don't remember the details. I don't remember this. All I remember is it could be it's not related to Mincha. Even on, but what about taking it back? You know, once you go, you're allowed to take it back. No, that's the Chiddush. Okay, this is a problem. This is a problem. The whole minion is in a Pasha. Because once you go, you're allowed to take it back. Okay, I don't know. Okay, this is not related to the next night. I don't know. Let's just go further. Okay, I want to do this. I apologize. I don't remember, but basically the episode is according to the Bati Ephraim, he holds the ideal time to do Tashlich is Mincha. Mincha is an Eisrotzoin, and after you do Mincha, that's the time you should go. You should you should go to do Tashlich. This also fits very well according to the opinions that say that Tashlich ideally should be done on Yom Kippur. We discussed this yesterday. When is the ideal time to say Tashlich on Yom Kippur? After you read Mafter Yoyna. Mafter Yoyna, after you read Mafter Yoyna. What? So then, then it has to be in the place where there's an Eruv, or you have to say just, you don't, we learned yesterday, you don't necessarily have to say anything. You just go out and you look. Because when you read Mafter Yoyna, if I'm not mistaken, after you say Mafter Yoyna, you conclude, you say Micha. Micha, it's part of Treyasa. Yoyna and Micha are not so far away, and some have the Minig. After you finish Mafter Yoyna, you say Micha, the Psukim, Mikel Kamaycha, which are the Psukim of the Sashlach Bim So, according to some opinions, the original Minig was to say Tashlich on Yom Kippur after Mincha. After you said the psukim in the haftarah, mi kel kamoicha. So then that's why it started off mincha. For whatever reason, it became not practical to say tashlich on Yom Kippurim. They pushed it back to Rosh Hashanah. But to preserve where tashlich came from, it came from Yom Kippur after mincha, they preserved the meaning of bedavka, saying tashlich after tefilas mincha. In addition to the reason that Zman Mincha is, the, is an ace rot sign, it's a time to, to, of his iris. You're even allowed to say Tashlich at night. There are some in Hagen, they say Tashlich, you can say Tashlich at night if you have no choice. There's no Hakpad and Bedavka. But you can go, like he's saying, you're doing Cholomoyed, people go doing Cholomoyed, or they go after until Hanukkah, and it's night time, it's fun, you can say Tashlich at night. 
If you can't say Tashach, by the way, if a person is homebound and a person does not have the ability to go say Tashach, you can say Tashach at home, even without water. You don't, you don't have to have a... It's a nice thing to have the water. You can say the Nusach of Tashach, the Psukim, and say the Tilos even at home. Halacha Dalit. Rabbi said, please. Rabbi said, please. Halacha Dalit. Lehagim lelech achamin chalinahar. He elaborates on Tashach to a river. By Be'er, the Koyrin, Halich, the Koyrin, Halichas Tashlich al Shem Shoy Meshon. The reason why we call this Halichas, we're now going to go to Tashlich al Shem Shoy Meshon. Akosiv is Sashlich. Bim Tzlosiyam Kol Chatesam. Vizes Sidroy. The ideal thing is to go to a, to, to a river outside the city which has fish. As we mentioned yesterday, fish also represents Sadiqim, Yugim If you don't have fish, or to any type of body of water, ideally to go outside the city as a reminder of the Akedah. When Avraham traveled, he traveled to a distant place to bring to the Akeda, and there the Malach, there the, the Satan attempted to stop him by, by presenting him with a river, and he almost had to be moist or nefesh to go on three rivers as we discussed yesterday. You can go even if the sun already set until it's night time. It is the to shake out the bottom of your garment we discussed yesterday. To throw away your sins. That your clothing should be white and clean from Mulchet. A beged is Mesamel, a person's character, a person's midos. And the Ikra void in life, the Ikra Musr is to work upon your character. Halacha, hey. Even though I took out some of these things I, I left out, I kept in this one. Even if the first, the first day of Rosh Hashanah is on Shabbos, so notice another thing that we do not do. <laughs> we do not do this. Another thing that it says here that if the first day of Rosh Hashanah is Shabbos, you should do Tashlich on Shabbos. What about uh, carrying your Siddur? So either memorize the Psukim or Go to Tashlech in the place where there is an Erev. There's an Erev. Or, who says you have to say anything? You can say the Nusach before you go. Or say the Nusach after you go. You go and you see the water. That's really all it says in the Maril. The Maril makes no mention of saying anything at Tashlech. You just go to see a body of water. It's supposed to so, so it depends. If, you, if, you, if you're going to be going to a place where it's in town, then you can have an error. If you're going to the side, then you're right, then you can't. Then you can't. So then just go say the psukim before. You read the psukim in shul, and then you go. And it's mitzvah. The psukim that you read in shul is combines with what you see. Because according to the Maril, we discussed this yesterday, you don't have to say anything. The purpose of going to Tashach is just to see the water. As we discussed, two major reasons. Number one, because you want to arouse, you want to be reminded of the medrash, of the Akedah, the, to be ma'oyer, the zuchus of Avraham Avinu that was moist nefesh to do the Akedah. Or, ze hayom techilas ma'asecha, you want to see the gvul, 
the boundary between the Yam and the Oretz, and the Makir, the Gevur is Hashem. Hashem said that the water should go until here and should not flood the earth. Likewise, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Goizer Umekayim. Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu decrees on Rosh Hashanah will be fulfilled. It's a, you don't need to say any Psukim. Enochnami, so that's also fine. That's right. The laws of Tashtach are very lightweight, as we mentioned yesterday, and even according to many places, you there's no need to go to Tashtach at all. If you raise the that you have to bring your chair, the tape, the shtanda, the tishtah, that's only a lochah. Let's go further. Halacha. You want to feed those So he writes here again another thing that we do not do. It is not our custom to go to Tashlech if it's Roshan is on Shabbos. We go the second day Roshan, or you go in Cholomoyed, or you go during the Asherah Simei Tshuva, Ach, Mcholi, Yom Rishon, Shabbos, Tehim, Vavim, Tehim, Ach, Tzach, Lizohir, Shlo, Yisu, Etzlam, Shabdover, Chutz, Erev, make sure you don't carry anything outside of the Erev. Nothing that he paskins not to throw, don't give anything, even if it's, even if it's a regular Roshan, he's machmir. Do not feed the fish. Do not feed the fish. Because you, it's because the, it's hashulch narach. If the, if they, if you have no obligation to feed the, the an animal, you're not allowed to be matriach to feed animals on Shabbos. If it's your fish, your goldfish. If it's your dog, your cat, then you're allowed to. You mechuyif to feed. But if it's not yours, where else do you have this halacha? Shabbos shira. You're not supposed to feed the birds on Shabbos shira. Many poiskim disagree with this Chiddush of the Mati Ephraim, another thing that we don't necessarily follow, and hold that you are allowed to feed the fish on Rosh Hashanah, because you're doing it for a need. What is the need? The need is, the Rachamov al kol ma'asav. You want to show that Hashem has Rachmanus in all of His creatures. The fish, the fish need what they're hungry. Have Rachmanus on the fish. Be a participant. Be a shutaf with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my Sebereshis and, and express the need of the Rachamov al kol ma'asav to remind Hashem that He shall Rachmanus upon us. So you are doing it for a purpose. If you're doing it for a purpose, it's as if you own these fish and therefore it is permitted. And it's the same excuse that Chazah Samafarshim said that you're allowed to feed the birds on Shabbos Shira, even though they're not your birds, because you're doing it in order to be Me'oyer, the, the reminder of the Shabbos Shira. It's for a purpose to bring you into a, a frame of mind that this week is Shabbos Shira to recognize the miracle of Kriyas Yam, so even the birds sang Shum, we crossed the Yam. So, yesh v'yesh, if you should feed the fish or not feed the fish, go and see what goes on. And you see a lot of people bring their children, the children get a real thrill out of feeding the fish. Okay, let's go further. These are laws of Hilchah Shabbos. A Carmelist, you're not allowed to carry. Even when it's Chal Bechol, you're not allowed to carry what you do not need. Anything that you do not need to carry on Yom Tif in a place where there is no Erev is categorically forbidden to carry. That even goes some parts can say of a keychain. And on the keychain, no one has keychains anymore. Today everyone, everyone has, has memorized, I know everyone's so smart, memorized all the combinations today, but, but if you have a keychain, you have a lot of keys, some parts can be you only allowed to carry the only the key that you need. The extra keys is some say it's all one keychain and you can carry, but this goes to emphasize the point that carrying on 
on Yom Tov is not a simple matter. You only are allowed to carry something that you need. And when it goes to Tashlich, I guess it means you can't load up the stroller with all of the paraphernalia that you're not going to need to take with you to Tashlich. Whatever you need, you need to go take a diaper, you need to take a bottle, you need to take for the grandchildren a toy or two. But to go and load up the stroller with, with things that you're not going to need today is obviously awesome. If you are in a city, even though you are you're allowed to carry. Just to tell you that you're allowed to carry. You're allowed to carry. You're to carry on You are allowed to carry on yomtiv, provided you don't carry more than what is necessary. Then you go on the second day Now he mentions what he rejected before that you go That is the common meaning. So then you can go before Mincha. And the gates are closed at night. You can go early. Now Hachana from one day Rosh Hashanah to the second day Rosh Hashanah. Even though we have its principle called in the Tzimah Richta, the two days of Rosh Hashanah are considered to be one long day. That's only when it results in a Chumrah, not when it results in a leniency. If we would say that it's one long day, then you can light, you can prepare from one day Rosh Hashanah to the second day Rosh Hashanah. That would be a very great leniency, and that would be true if it's really one long day. But being that, we hold that it's primarily two separate days. You're not allowed to prepare from one day to the next day, so you're not allowed to light candles early for the next day. Rak in Also, if you need the candle for now, Chumosh or Yomtev, Shulgolius, Vi'af Yamim Achas, that's only an oimim kirak lahachmir v'lo lahakol. Kamo shivor b'sim tofresh. Umikomakom mutol lahavi neiros mibeisol lebeisakneses. Ulahalik neir bebeisakneses. So I feel lebeisol similar lachashecha. Shunenabom biyad muter. So let's say you're taking candles. You're taking candles from your home to the beisakneses, and you're for lighting, right? for lighting, for illumination, for electricity. So they would they, they would light candles in the beisakneses. So you're really bringing the candles for myrif. I'm not really bringing the candles for for today. So it's really hachol. I'm carrying the candles by the, on the first day to shul to light so we can use them for Mary for the second day. It's mutter provided that you light the candle immediately. So you're going to be gaining some immediate benefit while it's still day. At the end of the day when it's going to get dark, you're going to derive some immediate benefit. So therefore it's going to be mutter even though your primary kavana is really for the next day. The aim, then another halach, you may not prepare wicks and lanterns because you preparing it for the next day to go get the kills bloody it's Osir you're not allowed to be goylel the Sefer Torah from the first day to the second day it's not really no gea when it comes to Rosh Hashanah because it's the leaning is in the same place Learning is exactly the same place. Yeah. Once you go for the first year, you don't do anything. I guess that's how Allah is referring to when it comes to other Yom Tovim. You're not allowed to be Goylil. Uh, but this. Oh, it's on For Mincha, so you're going for Mincha. Okay, very good. For Mincha, so you're going for the next day. You're learning from Hazinu. 
Azinus, you're not allowed to go and move it to all the way or 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 Vayelach or, 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 for, for all the way back to Bereisha. That is Hachana. But there's a solution. What is the solution? He doesn't give you the solution. The solution is after you finish being Goylel, so read three Psukim or read one Pasuk. You can be Goylel from one day to the next, but after you finish, spend a minute or two reading what it says in the Torah, learning what it says in the Torah. So therefore, that is not a violation of Hachana. That is what the Paiskim say is permitted to do when it comes to being Golda Sefer Torah. Okay, let's go to the next page. The next, which I wanted to mention, also lighting candles. Okay, he doesn't mention over here, but the minig is that you light candles, you wait until it's Vadai Laila. It also would, would, would be a Shail of Hachana. The woman does not prepare the candles for, for lighting candles for the second day Yom Tov until it is Vadai Laila. Otherwise, it would well, be... You say that the prepare the candles before. The men prepare the candles. Yeah. So the men have to wait until it's Vadai Laila to prepare the candles. They can't prepare the candles at the end of the day. They're going to Mincha. So they're leaving while it's still day. And they want to prepare the candles. They can't. They have to wait until they come home. If they are going to prepare the candles for the wife, they're going to have to wait until they come home from Davin, from Ayav, to prepare the candles for the wife to light the candles. Because you cannot prepare from the afternoon to the next day because that is Achana. No, you can't. It's no. Achana. You can't light it before because you're lighting it. First of all, you're making the bracha. Candles. candles light candles. But it's not for the mitzvah. That's not, but, right, but it's, so it can be used. If you don't use it, you don't use it. Well, you want to make a bracha. But you know, when the man prepares it, yeah. it's getting the, he wants to have candles at house. Yeah, but you have to use it. But you can't extinguish them. You can't put the candles out. He's not going to put them out. He's not going to make a bracha on those candles if they were lit already. But then you have to light new ones. Oh, you have to light new ones. Okay, let's go quick. We're running out of time. Let's go quick. Okay, he's going to talk about candles. We have over here a section on candles. We're going to come. Yeah, we're going to come. Let's go further. Din tfilas arvis dol shenivim chal b'shabbos. I left it all the whole of Shabbos. Then tfilas mitzvah. I left that out. I had lockas and I just put over here just the basics. I left out a lot of a lot of things, especially at the end. Kishachoyzim atzibu mehalichas tashlach lebesatfilo v'oyla yigias man tfilas arvis chalilo lochem lohakel rosh. You come you daven Marv early. If you daven an early Marv, which some shuls do, you can daven Marv on the night of Rosh Hashanah early. And you come home. The halacha though is that you're not allowed to start preparing for the, the meal at night until it gets dark. Otherwise it would be hachana. So it's a very big problem to warm up the food, to get the food ready for the evening meal if the men come home from shul too early. Many shuls... <coughs> Okay, I'm sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They're coming out of the shul, and they're sitting around doing nothing. And they're sitting around doing nothing. They should not do nothing. Don't gossip. Even though it appears that they're talking about holy things, they're talking about the rabbi's drasha, very quickly it's going to switch to some other topic of conversation. Don't take a cigarette in your hand. He says something very interesting, which I don't think people do either. I think people don't follow this either. Even the people that they're makel, there are many people who are makel who do smoke on Rosh Hashanah, on, on other Yom Tovim, on, on, on other days, what? 
Abiyom Rishon, Yesha Lifrosh Mizer Bishnei. I think it means on other Yom Tov and Bishor Yom Tov. Right, and other people, some people are even making. Even the first day of Yom Tov on, on Pesach, on Sukkis, right. on Shavuot, even on the first day, but on Rosh Hashanah you should be Machmir. Yeshloi Lifrosh Mizer Bishnei Yomim Tovim Shal Rosh Hashanah. He holds because smoking is a halachic shaila. If it's prim- one is really permitted to smoke on, permitted to smoke on uh, Yom Tif. What are the issues? The issues are you causing you causing kibui. There's issues that when you smoke, part of the smoking you're going to you're going to shake off some of the ash. Things like the way normal people smoke. Possibly, I don't know the details, but there are there are halachic issues with regard to smoking in a regular way on Yom Tif. Although many people are makel, however, on Rosh Hashanah one should be machmir. Are the people like that take this consideration? I don't know. I'm not familiar with all these chain smokers, but that's what it says. You should be machmir. What about electrical cigarettes? What is the halacha? Is there, is there any difference? I don't even know how they work. I'm curious. It's probably a good topic to discuss. The electrical cigarettes they become very popular among people that smoke. They smoke these electrical. Uh, uh, what? Isn't it lit? How I have no idea how it works. I wonder if it's if even the people who do smoke a regular cigarette on the umtif are allowed to smoke a electrical cigarette on the umtif. I'm willing to bet no. Probably it's no, the problem is that sometimes, obviously you're doing something. When you're smoking, you, you're, you're activating some electrical uh, signal in the cigarette to cause it to, to do something. I'm willing to bet that it's much more problematic on a regular Yom Tif, the electrical cigarettes, than the regular cigarettes. But anybody passes over here in Rosh Hashanah, you should not smoke. So he writes here, he, he was a smoker it seems. He writes here that you should not smoke the first day. The second day, if you so wish, you can smoke if you need to do so. Avol that's I'm sorry, it's a regular yamtif. Avol berosh hashana, because second again is only second that it's only it's only chumrah. It's meaning of some yodeno. Avol berosh hashana, yesh lo al nefesh lifrosh mizeh b'shnei hayonim lo sheyesh tsoruch gadol lirefua. Ella kolechal yeh asik b'shaloi lul. Ella lul moid lo matilim akol if he mashu adam halacha beis yesh la achar yesh la achar ktsas b'scholas arvis. You should delay myrif. Because you have to give your wives time to cook. They're not allowed to prepare the meal until it is until they light candles. And if you're going to daven early Mayrav and come home too early, they can't light candles. What? No, no, but they don't have to light candles. Not, they don't have light candles. They can wait until you come home to light the candles, right? But they are, they're not allowed to be cooking until it says, Chavveinim, Nesuos, El Haschos, Tilos Arvis, Vesakneses. I guess they didn't, have, they didn't have watched and clocks in early times, so they, they knew, the women knew that when the men come back, or when they see the men daven ma'arif, they know now that now it's now the second day, and they can start cooking. If they're going to see men davening ma'arif, they're going to make a mistake, they're going to start preparing the meal early, and that is shloik halacha. It's the same exact nigun as the first day. All the 
On the first night of Rosh Hashanah, you should say Ludavid Mizmar on the second night. Now notice here he says that you say it Achar Kadish. That's the common minuk. In some of the Yeshivas, they say Ludavid Mizmar before they dive in Marv. I don't know why. That's a minuk that happened by Yeshivas. They say Ludavid Mizmar before they begin Marv, instead of saying it after Marv. Here is very clear, the proper place to say Ludav and Mizmar is like what we do in all of the shuls, it's to say Ludav and Mizmar after you finish Mar, before you say Kaddish to Skadel. You only say only on the first night. You do not say on the second night. They do not say that's a Chiddush because there are I think some people that disagree with that there's another topic with Shech and they say Shech Yanu Tov let me just see over here he mentions it we mentioned it um, this Halach Halach and they say Shech okay so the Mishnah Bura okay it doesn't bring anything out of here they say Lahalik Ner Shel Yom Tov V'Shech is that what everyone does? Yes, they yeah, say yeah, that, yeah. on Yom Kippur what do you say? Lahalik Ner Shal Yom Tov or Shal Yom Azikaron on Yom Kippur? No. You say Yom Yom, you say a special bracha? You say a special bracha. A special bracha. Yes. And Rosh Hashanah you say the regular bracha. Yitzhel Yom Tov. The Yesh Lachem Lilbosh Beget Chodosh Kodim Alaka in order to make the Shech Yanu. Now this is the second night. Here is where we get into the topic of discussion. On the second night of Rosh Hashanah, we have a f- special fruit so that we can make the Shekhyon without any suffix. So he writes here, the women have this problem. Now this, uh, there's a lot of Torah on this stuff. The women are, are have the problem in advance. Because the women are making the Shekhyon before the men come home from shul. The women make the Shekhyon when they already light the candle. The men need the fruit because the men, the men, the, the, well, the, 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 the wife already is making the shachyon. She cannot rely upon the new fruit that she's going to eat during the meal because there's too much of a hefsek. If she's going to make the shachyonu when she lights the candle, and it may very well be a bracha levatala because she made a shachyonu yesterday, and it's it's one long day, it's one long day, so there's really no need to make a Shekhyonu a second time, so she needs something new that the Shekhyonu should be chal upon as a backup. But she can't do that, she can't do that for the food, because the food is coming much later in the evening when they eat the meal. So the ideal thing is that she should be wearing a new garment. The Yesh... So women will never listen to you when they say that. Women will say to you... Try telling that. Try telling that to your wife. The yesh. Stressor. 
she does not have a new garment. Then the next best thing was that she should delay, delay lighting candles until right before the suuda, so that way it not there should not be a big hefzik between the shachianu and the eating of the new fruit. There is such a minute that the first every such a minute that the, the first the, the, when a woman the, the first what the first Shabbos after she gives birth it is the husband who lights the candle so she's not making that laka so yalik who so then the husband should light so he seems to say this halacha applies when it's Rosh Hashanah as well it's loved after Shabbos if a woman gives birth right before Rosh Hashanah so the husband lights the first the lights on Rosh Hashanah so here is the catch since the husband will be making a, a Kiddush so when he makes Kiddush he's going to say the Shechianu so the Shechianu that he makes by Kiddush will cover the, the Shechianu for the Hadlaka Asneros and then he'll have the fruit I guess Yes, that would mean that women, let's say you have a woman who's not, he doesn't mention this, a woman who is, a woman who is, um, who is making, eating herself. So she will make her own kiddush. Okay, many women eat themselves, her husband going away, uh, going away, not coming back until very, until very, very late, or not, whatever the case is, so she will be lighting candles and will be making kiddush. So it would appear that the same halacha would apply that a single woman would not make a shachiyonu when she lights the candles, but would make the kiddush immediately, and during the kiddush she recites the shachiyonu, and then she has the suda, and she has the new fruit. So it covers everything. Kayesh. Nashim shemadlikin bechnisas halayla koydim halich lebeis hakneses. We have there's someone which light in the, when the night begins before they go to the beis hakneses. Now notice over here he seems to say nothing that we don't do. The women went to shul Friday at night. What woman goes to shul today this year? For the night of Rosh Hashanah, very few, few and far in between. But it seems as though that women, the same way they went to shul during the day, they went at shul at night on Rosh Hashanah. If a woman has to go to shul a little bit early before, because they're davening bizman, so there's no time to light. If they're going to daven light candles when it's vadelayla and then go to the beis haknesses, so therefore if they're lighting when it's vadelayla. That's if the beis haknesses is going to daven after when it's a little bit later. But if they're going to start daven marv early or they're going to daven exactly and she wants to be there on time, it's impossible. So so she should first go to shul, and when she comes back from shul, then she'll light candles. Then they light afterwards. Certainly, when it's Mitzvah Shabbos, she should she should she should say that Hodiyin is Shoshna B'Mechal Shabbos. The Mitzrichim Lahadlik Koydim Atzrichim Loimarv. If she has to go light kills before she dives Marv, she must say the words Ma'avil Ben Kol Shluchal. Kamoy Shakasafti Lamalu Avu Belel Rishon Shal Yom Tov. No Aigim Lahadlik Beod Yom Koydim Alichal Lebeis Haknesses Kamoy Be'Erem Shabbos. But the first day Rosh Hashanah, she should light like what we do traditionally, eighteen minutes before before. Uh, sunsets. Women lights candles early, there's no reason not. And here he says, before they go to the Beis Saknesis, he writes, 
what woman would not go to the Beis HaKnesses for Mairif on Rosh Hashanah? Today, my, even among the modern modern the women rarely go at night to they really go at night on Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur they go but not Rosh Hashanah Halach Yidav Yishzol Shlolo Halak Lesson Eretz Masil Shenich Shenich Bu Biyom Rishon Shal Rosh Hashanah They have candles that went out for the first day and now you want to use these candles that went out on the first day the second day you're not allowed to why not because it turns out retroactively it was Hachana because by the candle being lit the first time it was singed it was prepared for the second day, and then they should be extinguished to a guy. The guy put out the candles in shul. If the minig is that these candles are going to be lit and then they're going to be put out, you want to go use them second night, so it should not turn out that it was hachona that you did something on the first day to prepare them that they should work better on the second day. And the solution is that before Yom Tov begins, you should already have them prepared. So even when the guy puts it out, he's not really done anything because already they were in the state of preparation that the, that they could most be before Yom Tov began. So the, another idea. We're going to start selling that are already prepared. Now he says if they let's say it's, it's let's say they went out, turn them upside down. We can't do that early today. Today it doesn't really work like that. It's not not so simple to do that. Okay, but some all right, so we'll stop over here. We'll take a very short break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shachia on the second day, correct? Yesterday, um, I forgot his name. Um, your daughter-in-law's brother, oh, Yachmiel, sends you regards. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> a boy. I mean. This had a baby. Told me he had a baby that long ago. Yeah, yeah. it's an actual. No, he's a, no, he's a Speech therapist. Yeah. Speech therapist. He's a, Oh, he was mother Yeah, they have like a part of the house. They the house. They moved in. He was living in a very small apartment. He had three kids, like one bedroom, like 
Uh-huh. It has to be for the cloud. A bigger picture. 